Hi guys, welcome to POV My Therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid. Um, We are cutting it remarkably close today because you know what day it is? Today's Thursday, meaning in a couple hours, this will be posted and live, and I swear to God, my brain better work for once in her life because we just do not have the luxury of being annoying today. Um, So this is a one-shot, bitch. This is a one-shot, but like, I've honestly been thinking about the subject since I started the podcast, so I kind of have like a good idea of what I want to talk about. Um, and I've, I've mentioned talking about this before, but I just never went through with sitting down and talking about it. So, um, to start off, my week has been, uh, annoying. Um, and honestly, like the things that made my week annoying ties into the subject of today, which is the internet, social media, um, our lives, who we are as we exist on the interwebs and just like the fucking progression of technology and how like quickly it has moved. And like, and I was actually thinking about this last night because I don't know what, oh, actually I was listening to, um, Destiny's Child and bills came on and it was like, won't you pay my bills? I'm gonna pay my telephone bills. And I was in the car with a friend and he was like, um, these kids don't know about Destiny's Child. He was like, these kids don't know about Destiny's Child. And he was like, the music video, he mentioned the music video. And immediately, immediately, I was reminded of like that early 2000s. It wasn't Y2K. Like it was like a cyber, I don't know what it's called, but it was like super cyber, like, um, internet, whatever. Like it wasn't like the pink Hello Kitty Y2K that like a lot of us think about. It was like the look of like Aaliyah and like all of what, what, what all of the hip hop girls were doing at the time. And Destiny's Child was definitely like tuned into that. And I was thinking about the, the old Mac computers and how it was like this big fucking computer and it had like a jelly, like a, like a translucent jelly colored, like thing in the back that like covered the back of the computer and I remember like seeing that and like being so enthralled by the look of it and like I was like so obsessed with like jelly colored things like jelly sandals like all of those things like I was so in love with it and like and I started thinking back about how like my sister she had she had a hotmail email address and back then if you had a hotmail at hotmail you was a bad beast like ain't nobody could tell you nothing and I remember like we had to share one ginormous computer one ginormous computer and if you were on the internet on AOL and somebody needed to make a phone call when you picked up the phone you could hear that screeching terrible fucking noise and then like it was like this horrible dial tone and and like I have like specific memories of like it being around Christmas time and my sister being on the phone and like because I think the the tree the Christmas tree was right next to the computer so and like my sister picking up the phone to make a phone call and then my cousin was on the computer and then him having to get off and then like when the internet was starting up you could see you could see the computer like that line connecting to the internet and like like it's just so vintage like it's so vintage and like I think about these things and like and they don't really feel that long ago but they feel really long ago like it's already been like more than a decade since then like it's been like 15 years since that time no it's almost been two decades so I'm 26 huh yikes 
so and I was thinking about that and like how social media has like kind of like taken over a lot of our lives and like I get on Twitter all the time and I just see like I don't know like I love Twitter but I hate Twitter and like and I feel like people are so bitter on the internet like people are genuinely so ugly on the internet they are ugly human beings and like and they think like it's all shits and giggles because it's on the internet and like oh everybody's like that on the internet but yeah bitch like you're expressing a very horrible and bitter part of yourself that like people are gonna remember and like everybody on the internet is a person and like I know I have these moments all the time where I want to say something real nasty and I just have to remind myself like no no because you know why because if I say something belligerently crazy at this moment and it's how I'm feeling it doesn't matter if the Twitterverse fucking agrees with me okay the minute they decide to change their mind and and disagree and hate somebody with an opposing view it's a wrap you're canceled you're canceled so like I used to be like very vocal on Twitter but like I'm not really anymore because I'm just like y'all ain't cancel me for shit like the thought I don't like it and I've already said it like if I ever get like famous famous I'm deleting that Twitter because like I don't need to I don't you're not finna call you're not y'all you're not finna come at me about some dumb ignorant shit I said when I was like what 11 like I see that all the time and I'm like you people you people like you little you people and like and all you have to do I remember one time I remember one time this girl was like going in on somebody and she was like she was calling people homophobic and she was like you're so homophobic she was a white girl she was like you people are so homophobic like digging up old tweets like literally canceling bitches left and right all I had to do was go on her page type in the n-word and there it was there it was I was like you have so much fucking nerve to like throw stones at like glass houses like just throw stones at other people meanwhile you living in a glass house bitch I can see your butt ass naked leaving the shower like you living in a whole glass house and like yet you're throwing rocks at people and like and it's literally like that on every fucking part of the internet I do not care how self-righteous and politically correct you think you are there is something somewhere in your internet history that somebody can use against you. I don't give a shit if you are the most justice, social justice warrior. There is something in your internet history that you are not proud of. So the moment you start, you start like criticizing people in that way for things that like like, I really do believe that education changes people's point of views. And, like, people are always like, oh, we need to have more conversations. We need to sit down. Like, especially I see it with a lot of, like, straight black men. Like, where people are like, like, okay, like, for example, I saw um, a TikTok where, like, a gay guy, a gay, a, gay, a gay black guy was talking to a straight black guy. And they were talking about why it's so bad to call to say something like that's gay like why it was so bad and the gay guy articulated it perfectly and the black guy understood and like and he probably said that shit before he probably did and like all the time people are saying like these are conversations we need to have we need to educate people we need to this people but then it's also like if you take that you say that and then you switch it around and every time somebody fucks up or like not even every time somebody fucks up because I feel like in this day and age if you don't understand the if you don't understand certain things, like, I feel like you do have the internet at your fingertips, but if you go digging in people's shit, like, pulling shit up that they said 10 years ago, 
that's when I just kind of get annoyed because I'm like, they didn't have the education then that they had today. Like genuinely, what is the point of that? Like, please tell me what the point of it is. It's to de-platform them. I understand that, but it's like, they're still going to have a platform and they want to have a platform. If you don't scare them off of the internet, they're still going to have a platform. And, and I feel like there is a resentment that comes when people do that so much. And I personally have, I don't want to say I have a resentment because I try not to care too much about like what people are doing on the internet, but it does annoy me because a little over a year ago, I, wait, not a, a little over a year ago, oh my God, two years ago in 2020, I watched as this one fucking girl, this one girl do takedown after takedown after takedown after takedown after takedown of like people that I was like mutuals with on social media and like I was obviously looking at an objective view and I'm like I don't know what you talk about in your private life like I'm not there every moment of the day I know how you are with me and I'm not gonna say that somebody's experience with you is not valid because you are not because you've been kind to me this whole time. I'm not going to sit up here and be like, oh no, I never believed that my friend could say this because there's a big possibility that you could say that and I just wasn't there to experience it. So I'm never going to like invalidate like somebody else's experience because that is their experience and people, they move differently between crowds. I'm going to tell you that. But I did notice that this girl that was doing these takedowns It was like one girl after the other. And I started noticing a pattern. And I noticed that these was bitches that had more money than her. And who were prettier than her. And who were booking more jobs than her. And I was like, what the fuck? And it got to the point where like, she kept doing these takedowns. And obviously like a bunch of people were like crying on the internet. You know, doing their apologies, saying this shit. And, but it got to the point where people were like, all right what's really going on? Like, what are you going, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you pulling at these specific people when you have friends who've done worse or said worse and yet you're letting them fly? Like, what's the deal with that? And like, and she just like was so, I went on her, I remember one time, like I went on her Twitter and I looked through her shit and I was like, oh, I get it. You're angry and you're jealous. And you think that your career has not furthered because these people are standing in your way when really the reason why your career has probably not furthered is probably because you are a shitty person and your self-righteousness led you to start doing these takedowns and maybe some of them were really valid. That's really great. You've done the world a favor by deplatforming. So what? But you're no better you're no better. It took me three scrolls to find some offhanded shit that she was saying. Like, I was just like, I just, I remember like at that point, that's when I was just like, all right, I'm done with social media. And I remember at the time it was during the Black Lives Matter movement. And I remember one of the girls that like she deplatformed. at one point, she said that her religion wasn't valid. Her religious belief because she'd been adopted into that religious family. And I was like, you're really a shitty person. Like, you're really a shitty person. That's like saying that I can't be Muslim because I was adopted into a Muslim family, even though I've practiced a religion my whole life. And my parents are Muslim. And that's like, I remember like reading that and being like, 
how are you going to, in one breath, discredit somebody's religion or their, um, you're going to discredit their relationship with their religion, but also discredit their relationship with their family. That really bothered me. That really bothered me. And I remember like at that point I was like, oh no, like you're just, you're just a shit person. Like you really are. So after that, I kind of started to realize because I spent a lot of time on the internet and I think a lot of us did when the, uh, when the, when the COVID, when the COVID started, we were spending a lot of time on the internet. I was watching for couch videos. I could literally make, um, what's it called? That, that bread I like, what's it called? I really like it. What's the couch? It's not ciabatta. It's not ciabatta. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's the starter. Oh my God. What is it called? That bread. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That everybody was making on TikTok. Sourdough starter, bitch. Yes. I know the recipe in my head. Um, You know, I think at the start of COVID, a lot of us spent a lot of time on the internet. And I feel like you you spend so much time inside your phone and like I've always described my phone as a room like I really do because like my ability to just absolutely exit this realm and like when I'm on Twitter like I feel like I'm on Twitter like I feel like I'm in a room like I feel like I'm I'm literally in a room like I'm fully immersed like in this UX experience and the 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 rooms have different moods and like Twitter is kind of like I don't know the mood of Twitter honestly depends on the motherfucking day. Cause some days you get on Twitter and shit is fun. There's a story out that everybody's reading. They got opinions on, they got good, like, you know, takes on it. And then some days you get on Twitter and it is a fucking shit show. Like I have never wanted to delete my Twitter more than when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I have never wanted to get rid of this app more. The amount of stupid inconsequential unnecessary talk just to talk opinions that I saw and I knew what my opinion was was I gonna share it now because at any end somebody was gonna attack me and tell me I was wrong so I was like bitch I why I gotta share this why why I gotta go to war when I don't gotta go to war you know what I'm saying like I'm I'm not about to die about this bitch like I'm not about to die about some opinion that I have you're not finna raise my cortisone levels just because I have a different opinion than you on the internet. It is so easy to type out a tweet and save that shit in my drafts because I just don't feel like fighting with people. And a lot of the times, like, it's not smart people that want to fight with you on the internet. It's a bunch of dumbasses. It's a bunch of bitches that don't even, like, they don't even stick to their fucking opinion. That's the thing that kills me. You know, you know, the other day, I'm not going to lie. The other day, I had a meltdown. I really did. I don't, I'm not a bitch that cries on the internet, but I was crying on the internet. I was, <laughs> I was crying on my close friend's story. All right. Because I am kind of like a geezer when it comes to my phone sometimes. And especially apps like Instagram, like that, like are constantly changing and shifting and like doing new shit. So I was on Instagram and I did not realize that you had to approve your tags. I didn't realize that. So I had all of these pictures tagged of me that I did not know what tagged. So I went and I was like sifting through the tagged pictures and I was like, all right, I'm just going to prove them all. Beep, approve them all. And they were all there. So I'm looking and I see a picture of me in a pink shirt because as we all know, Divine loves the color fucking pink. Okay, bitch. So 
I um I see a picture of me in a bang shirt and it's like a clip from TikTok so I repost it to my story because like whatever I'm saying is probably valid I said it and I didn't delete it so it's probably valid so I posted on my story and like I'm thinking oh I look so cute in this pink shirt and then one of my friends who is very thorough she be lurking she clicked on it and then I guess she saw the comments so she started finding people in the comments this post was like six weeks old I didn't know that there were people like shit talking in the comments the bitches were shit talking the comments talking like I hate when I see this bitch on TikTok <laughs> they were like uh, the clip was of me saying that I didn't know how to accept kindness basically because I had trust issues that's like a very condensed version of it why was the bitches in the comments call me a narcissist call me a psychopath call me this call me that call me whatever and I was like first of all you bitches is dumb like some of you bitches don't even know what a narcissist means and like, I feel like a lot of y'all have been getting away with using that term very loosely, but a narcissist has seven very specific traits and you have to meet five of them to be classified as a narcissist. You can't have narcissistic tendencies. You can't have narcissistic habits. You can't have narcissistic traits, but just because you have one, two or three does not mean, does not a narcissist make. So this, these bitches were in the comments telling me I was a narcissist because I had trust issues and I didn't know how to accept love and it was crazy because even at the end of the video I literally acknowledged that I literally said and that is something I'm working on and there was this one bitch nah I don't know why but her comment really fucking upset me she was like that bitch has no empathy she's a narcissist and maybe even a psychopath bitch I was like what I don't know why, but I did respond to this six-week-old comment, and I said, my therapist does not agree. Why does bitch want to change her tone and say, oh, I'm so glad she, actually, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to pull it up, bitch. Actually, no, because then I'm going to say it verbatim, and then she's going to know it's her, fuck her. So she was like, so she was like, oh, I'm really glad to see that sending you love and healing, bitch. You are not sending me love and healing when you wrote that nasty ass comment six weeks ago. And she put some hearts and emojis. And I was like, fuck you, bitch. Like I literally responded. I was like, what allows you to call people on the internet narcissists? Like who gave you that power and that right? And then you followed up with some lovely emojis and some peace and healing my ass, bitch. Like who gave like who gave you the authority who gave you that authority like i'd like to know so she responded and she was like um she and somebody even said oh my god somebody said that it's the it's the way she switched accents for me it's definitely giving multiple personality disorder i was like <laughs> i was like bitch are you kidding me how the hell am i anyways we're not gonna get into that we're not gonna get into that girl so i was like I was dumbfounded. I was astounded. Okay. So I, I, she responded and she was like, she was like, I can see how you may misinterpret what I said. No, I don't think so. I didn't even respond to it because I was like, you know what? All I can think of to say at this point is a nice, clean, fuck you. Make sure the F is capitalized and there's a period at the end so there's no, so that they'd know that there's no rebuttal needed. I was like, that's the only really thing I can think to do. But I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to be a better person and I'm not going to respond to this. You know, this bitch fucking followed me and started commenting like positive shit on my videos. I had to block her. I had to block her because I was like, See, this is the shit I'm talking about. 
If you're going to be a hater, if you're going to be an evil bitch on the internet specifically, you need to stick by it. I don't care if you felt one way six weeks ago and if you feel different now. If you're going to be vile and nasty to people on the internet, you don't get to change your tone when they call you out and you realize that they are actually a person and that they have feelings and that your opinion was wrong. You don't get to say, you misunderstood what I was saying, girly pop. I love your content. You don't get to do that because it's like, who are you? Who are you? Who, who, what kind of backbone do you have if that shit can be so wiggled easily when you get a rebuttal to your fucking rude ass, vile ass comment? I was like, bro, like that shit really upset me. I ain't gonna lie. Like I straight up like, I was also, I was going through a lot. Okay. I was on my period. I had a lot going on. I was like angry and shit and I was feeling real bad about myself. So I, I was like crying for a hot minute and I was just like, and I don't know why I was crying, but like, but I was crying. And I think the thing about like being a person on the internet is most of the time, 99.9% of the time, that shit doesn't bother you, but it'd be on your bad day. It'd be on your worst day when you are thinking like the worst thoughts to yourself, like your, your self doubt is through the roof. That's some fucking bitch in the comments takes the thought from your brain she takes that intrusive thought and she writes that shit on paper and she validates the negativity in your mind and if you are not like an ultra strong person who can snap out of it who can like really reroute themselves you gonna you're gonna be fighting in the comments you are going to be tussling with the bitches in the comments and like and that's honestly been something I've been working on because I feel like in the last couple weeks it definitely has caused me like mental strain like being on the internet and like I've definitely felt the pressure of it for some reason like nothing's changed it's just like I think my sensitivity has like shifted slightly and I've become like a little bit more vulnerable because I've been feeling very vulnerable I've been feeling very vulnerable and I I this not to go on a tangent I am gonna go on a tangent I don't care it's my podcast not to go on a tangent but like I feel like I've been feeling very vulnerable because like I don't like I feel like my heart is open oh my god this sounds so fucking corny bitch (laughs) but like I feel like I've been feeling really vulnerable because like my heart is tender and my heart is open and like and not in a bad way but like my heart I feel like is calling in love and I don't just mean like romantic love which she calling it too but I mean like friendship love and like familial love and like even love for my puppy like I feel like my heart has like really opened up and is like is like pulling in a lot of that so and I feel like because like of that tenderness and that vulnerability and that openness I'm also pulling in I'm also like a little bit more you know prone to feeling a little worse when things that hurt my feelings come my way like You have to have a thick skin, but it's like I worked on opening up for so long. And now that I'm open, I have to find like a balance between having thick skin and being an open person who's accepting of love. So that's like been, I think honestly, like that's been one of the root causes of like how I've been feeling lately and why this shit has been affecting me so much the point where I was like I need a I need a little break like I need a little hiatus and 
and my 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 homeboy slash manager he was like he was like you can't really take a break he was like you can't just like up and like quit today he was like that's not how this works you know that I was like I know bitch you don't gotta tell me <laughs> but so like we're coming up with a plan that best works with the podcast and like will give me like a little bit of like mental space to kind of just like process a lot and like Oh my god i'm gonna let that car go by my feet are my feet fucking hurt like a bitch dude like they my feet are literally still numb from last night because i went out last night i hate these obnoxious cars like how small is your dick dude um but as i was saying my fucking feet hurt so bad today because i went out yesterday and i wore fucking heels like platform mules and i look cute they ate but like bitch my fucking feet hurt like a mother and also i went to the strip club for the first time last night and it was like a really cute moment and like i always like was kind of scared of like going to strip club because like i done told all this before that like i find women sexy but like not in a romantic way but like definitely in a sexual way and and I just didn't know. I just didn't know how it was going to be. But literally, it just felt like a big-ass sleepover. Mm, not even going to lie. Like, it just felt like a big-ass sleepover. And weirdly enough, like, I feel like being in a strip club can either show you how much you dehumanize women or how much you humanize women. And I think the fact that, like, women in general, well, most of the women that I was there with a lot of us like we're just sitting there like you're having a conversation and you just you don't realize that there's a whole titty like in your face like you don't realize it like you're so past that and I but I definitely can see how like we was we was Adam and Eve like we was Adam and Eve like I can definitely see how without like temptation or like being like aggressively horny how you could just be walking around butt ass naked and nobody is batting an eyelash like I definitely understand that. Like, <laughs> that's something I really, uh, I, I, yeah. Anyways, moving on, <laughs> moving on. So, um, so yeah. So like, I think like being on the internet, like it can't, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes it's a very dark and scary place. And like, and I feel like we all get on the internet so innocently. And I was actually, I was talking about this with my friend. Cause she sent me a TikTok of this little kid trying to hide his browser history. And like, his mom was like, this is suspicious. And he was like, no, no. And I was telling my friend how, how, when I was like, girl, I was like eight, uh, on YouTube typing girls, kissing girls, <laughs> girls kissing girls boobs girls when that didn't show up what I needed I was like girls kissing girls boobs with no shirt on still not showing up what I needed girls and girls kissing hand on boobs I was determined okay and you know what's amazing I never got caught now one day went by that I got caught and I have a vague memory of my cousin catching me because you know what I would do this was when Secret Life of the American Teenager came out perfect show um by the way a cinematic masterpiece so I would like I would type in all these girls kissing girls shit and then I would like flood the search bar with um (laughs) Secret Life of the American Teenager episode one part one 
episode two, part three. So like by the time I got to like episode 19, not episode 19, episode one, part 19, girl, girls kissing girls was all the way at the bottom. And I remember that my cousin, he like one time he was like, okay, I know what you've been doing, bitch. Uh, you've been searching girls kissing girls on YouTube. And I was like, huh? And I have this vague memory of him showing me how to clear my browser history that nigga was a real one. He was a real one. They showed me how to clear my browser history and I had never gotten in trouble for it. And then I don't know when it crossed my mind to fucking put girls kissing girls from YouTube to the internet history. Uh, but it did. And that started, you know, that's how it all, that's how it always starts. That's how it always starts. And I remember I told my friend this the other night and she was like, bro, like, she was like, you actually like searched it. I was like, yeah. And she was like, I was too scared. She was like, I literally thought God was going to tell my parents that I was YouTubing girls, kissing girls. And I was like, you know what? Like I, I felt, I must've felt a lot of confidence after my, sh- my um, cousin showed me how to clear my browser history. Cause like that never crossed my mind that like I was going to get caught. But, uh, but I do remember, however, I do remember that when I can't, this was during Tumblr era when you could save gifts to your phone. I had a phone that the amount of porn, (laughs) the amount of porn that I saved to this phone. And I remember, I remember I was a grown woman. I was in college. I remember this. I had so much porn saved to this phone, dude. (sighs) I remember like we went to go get my phone changed out and this was before it just showed I fucking hate these people bro this was before at Verizon before it just was a line it was a loading bar and it just was like copying files you know and it's like that little animation no the tech could see all of your pictures they could see all your pictures Mm mm-hmm I remember the look on this man's face when he had to transfer my pictures over. And I don't know how, but I do remember at some point my mother and I getting in an argument and her being like, I saw the most vile, disgusting things on your phone. And that is why you're going to hell. I remember that so specifically, but I don't know how she got that. She was like, you know, I can see everything that goes on your phone, right? And then I was like, so what you tell me is that I need an iPhone because the security on these Samsung bitches is not it. It is not it. But, um, but that was just a little tangent side story. But, um, but yeah, being on the internet, like when we were young, it was so, and actually it wasn't all that innocent because cyberbullying was a thing. And I remember like, I was getting cyberbullied left and right. And I was doing some cyberbullying myself. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't like a girl when I was in high school. I was an evil child. I wasn't in high school. I was in middle school. I remember there was a girl who was extremely mean to me and she was bullying me on AIM, AIM, yes. And I remember her hamster died one day and I said it was because she was a bitch. And she told on me with a quickness and I got called to the principal's office and they were like, why would you say that to her? And I was like, because she's mean to me and she was mean. And I remember to this day, I still think that little child was a bitch. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna hold you. It was very wrong of me to say what I said, but I also understand why I said what I said because she was a bitch. I can't change that. 
So, um, but yeah, I remember I was cyberbullied. I remember like there was just like so much gossip like that would happen over AIM and like group text messages and all that shit. And like, and obviously like you leave that behavior alone as like you grow older and stuff. And like, I feel like social media becomes less about like drama within your intimate friend group. And it becomes more about like the drama of the fucking world. And like, it's just like, it's just very overwhelming at times, like to be on social media because like, I feel like it's so negative. Like there's not a lot that's like really happy, like online, like people are not trying to be positive because like, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't get views. It doesn't get views. It really doesn't. And even I know that most of the clips I post on TikTok, I'm ranting about something. I'm talking about something inherently negative. It's very rare that like I post an affirmation or something like that most of the time I am talking about a grievance I'm complaining about something I'm complaining that's not the whole of the podcast obviously but I know that that's what's going to get people's attention that that's what's going to keep their attention and then that's what's going to segue them into my podcast they came here because they thought I was ranting about men for several minutes when what I've really done is like rant about men, talk about the parts I did wrong, talk about the parts they did wrong. Maybe there's a solution in there. Maybe there's a realization in there. Maybe there's a, a healing moment in there. But like we're really going through the motions of like everything that's going on. <clears throat> I need to check the time because my mouth is dry. And a lot of the times, like, we're just going through the motions of, like, very normal emotions. And, but I know, I know, like, as I speak, the things that are going to be a hit on TikTok that are going to, like, get views and numbers and, like, help me grow my platform. <sighs> the train. We were so close. Um, mm, what was I saying? I can't even remember. But yeah, so I know what is going to, like, pop off on TikTok. I'm not crying. My, I just yawned. So I know what's going to pop off on TikTok and I know what's going to flop and I know whatever. But a lot of the times you get on the internet and like you're just seeing a lot of like world tragedies after tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. And it's like, I understand people wanting awareness, but at the same time, what exactly do you want me to do? You've put this into my social sphere for awareness along with 10 million other tragedies happening at the same time on earth and like and I know it's not about me it's not about how I feel but like I feel this way a lot when people post like videos of like shootings and like tragedies like where somebody dies in this COD video like that to me is like awful and I feel like if you can watch those things and 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 feel the need to share them that you're desensitized and that you there is a level of empathy that is just slightly missing like to me I just couldn't I I feel or maybe I'm extra sensitive I don't know but to see something like that like I have one of my friends I love him very dearly but he's muted on all social media He's muted on all social media. And I don't even follow him on most social media. Because he has a penchant for reposting, like... Like, if somebody dies in a tragic way and it's in the news and somebody has video, he will repost it. And I'm like, why? I'm like, why are you doing that? And he's like, people are so numb to these things. Yeah, you've desensitized them. You're desensitizing them. Because they have seen dead bodies over and over and over on the internet. Because of people like you. That's why they're numb. Why are you numb 
to not literally when I see videos like that and like you can see the moment somebody's life leaves their body I'm triggered my whole being is interrupted like my whole fucking body like is it's just wrong like it just feels wrong and like and all the time like on social media like you have those moments where like there's like a million wars going on at once and everybody wants you to stay informed and it's like babe I get it I totally get it but donate the money I've already did that offer the help you've already done that why must we keep putting this into like I don't I don't know how to say this without sounding apathetic because it's not apathy apathy isn't just not caring apathy is being like it doesn't affect me I shouldn't care I don't care I don't care at all and that bleeds into everyday aspect of your life but I I think at some point we have to acknowledge that as people, we were never meant to be so mass connected on this level. There are a million little apocalypses happening all at once, every day, all the time. We keep waiting for this big apocalyptic movie moment that ends all life on earth when really most apocalypses are happening in groups of seven, ten, nine whatever the wars that happen the earthquakes the tragedies that happen and that like eradicate life in an area like you cannot choose to spend that time worrying about the dead you can't because they're dead and they no longer feel these things they no longer feel our humanly pain and there most of I don't know what happens why am I getting into the side of this why am I talking about this (laughs) why am I talking about this I don't know I don't know how we got here but um anyways the dead are dead that's what I'm saying the dead are dead they do not feel the human emo the humanly earthly emotions that we feel anymore what sticks behind is our grief for those who have passed and it's because we love them and to have that love ripped apart from us and sent elsewhere is why we feel grief so horribly but the dead are fine unless there's hell oh fuck why am I talking about this <laughs> why am I talking about this but I I like to imagine that the dead do not feel pain that they don't feel any of these things that are human and that are earthly feelings but I think for us to microdose grief and pain every day and kind of use social media to force that same microdosing of grief and pain every day, at some point the microdosing stops microdosing. And that's, I think that's how you become numb. And like, yeah, and I think that's like my big issue with social media is this, is this feeling that a lot of people have that you know less than them so they need to inform you of all of these things that are happening on all different ends of the earth like and I especially get annoyed when it's like random kids in the fucking suburbs who have no connection to the shit whatsoever and then they're like turning around it's almost like some white kid turning around to a minority group and being like why do you guys not care about this thing and I'm like are you joking like why don't you get your billionaire parents to fix it? Like, why don't you do that? That is a really great help. Like, and I, and like, I don't know. My God. I hope I'm not talking myself into like a fucking pit of cancellation at this point. Because like, I I hope I'm, I'm I'm trying really hard to articulate what I, what I feel and like what I'm talking about. 
but that does not always come across the right way and people love to take shit out of context but anyways I'm not telling y'all to be apathetic that's not the point but I am telling y'all to focus more on your inner communities and the things that you can actually touch and see and the people you can touch and see every day and help make those communities better and to be quite frank if you never actually opened your phone you wouldn't know any of this shit was happening and I feel like a lot of the times because of social media people take on a lot of unnecessary burden that negatively impacts their life like I used to listen to this podcast called S-Town and on S-Town like the very first season there was a person named John B who every day he woke up and he read the news he read the climate reports he read the news out of every part of the world like he knew everything that was going on every fucking day like like that man genuinely could have been a news producer because of how much information he had stored in his brain at all fucking times of the day but knowing all of that information made him made it so difficult for him to actually enjoy the time that he had on earth and it made him so miserable and so upset that it got to the point where even throughout the podcast, as the podcast hosts were talking to them, they started noting how his his demeanor just became gloomier and gloomier and gloomier until eventually he uh, he offed himself because he was so miserable. And he listed climate change in his suicide note, I think. Like, he was really, like, he took in a lot. He took in a lot of burden that had very little to do with him. And it's like, and it's like, but this... This weird, like, mentality that a lot of us have gained on the internet of, like, we need to know every bit of information every day. And it's like, you don't, though, because you need peace. Your life is already short as it is. Enjoy the time that you have and and positively impact the people that are in your family, that are in your community, that you can actually reach out and help instead of, like, focusing on something that is a world away. Like, that is not your life. Like, that's not your life. And if you were in that community, do that. But you're not in it. So, like, focus on your fucking community. Anyways, that was not where I wanted to go with this. But I think, like, that, I mean, that has been on my mind for a while. Not specifically, like, that train of thought. But the whole topic overall has been on my mind a lot. And, like, I hope, like, I didn't put my foot in my mouth at any point of this. Because I was trying to, like, get my ideas out, like, very clearly and strategically. But, like, you fuck it up a lot. (laughs) And I'm not going to lie. So, this ought to be heavily edited. I'm not going to lie to you. And, honestly, there's so much that you can say about the internet and the way that people use the internet and how they don't use it that I can honestly probably make a part two to this. Because I'm pretty sure, like, half of my... The things I was going to talk about, like, just absolutely exited my brain. But, um... But yeah, I have a weird relationship with the internet right now because like while I'm really enjoying the growth on TikTok, I am feeling like a little resentful every time I see a hateful comment. And I have to remind myself that like there are always going to be hateful people on, in the world and they're going to need an outlet. And they choose social media as their outlet because it's anonymous, because they can be a coward, they can be a little pussy cat, they can do all of the things that they want to do and nobody ever has to know it's them. Unless you run into a bitch like me who will go to your private profile, find your shit, find your work, find your fucking family on the internet, I'll do that shit. And I won't do anything with that information, 
but I'll just keep it to myself because I'm just like, I know who you are. Now you have a face. You were doing this thing and you thought you were anonymous, but you're not. You're a person and so am I. And you probably would have never said this shit to my fucking face. Like, honestly, to be like a creator and to go, can you imagine a creator being like, hey, bitch, Hey, Johnny Saxophone, I saw you was talking shit under my TikTok comments. I feel like that's actually more horrifying than Johnny Saxophone talking shit in your TikTok comments. But anyways, but yeah, so um, I don't do that. I'm not that kind of person. I do be lurking though. I'll Yeah, I'll do a good bit of lurking. Like, I'll stop when I find like your Facebook page. But like, I'm not going to find like anything else. Because like, I'm not trying to be like a crazy person. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Don't be mean on the internet. That's the point. Um, there's that girl on TikTok who doxes people like, oop, my eyes just twitched like crazy. There's that girl on TikTok who doxes people every day. And I'm like, girl, you scare me. You scare the shit out of me. But, um, but yeah, so that was tomorrow's <laughs> podcast. So, uh, if you enjoyed listening to this, give it a rating, leave a rating and review. If you're listening on Apple music, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, leave a rating. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and hit that like button and the notification bell. So, you know, when I post and you can be the first viewer and you can type first in the comments. And normally I see the first ones, not all of them, but sometimes I do. And sometimes I respond, but, um, yeah, I've also changed my Twitter handle, um, to vine Philo, which is also my Instagram handle. So V I N E P H I L O. My TikTok is still the same. It's D P H I L E. I've been considering changing it to vine Philo, but like, I don't know. I feel like D file is so short and sweet. Like it's five fucking letters. Like what more can I ask for? Is it? Yeah, it's five letters. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to change that one. But yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope your week is amazing. I hope you run into great people. I hope you're not bombarded by horrible news on the internet. I hope nobody looks up your Pornhub history. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I hope nobody looks up your YouTube history. And I hope when they look up your YouTube history, all they find is Secret Life of the American Teenager Episode 1, Part 19. I hope that's all they find and nothing else, nothing else. Um, and I hope that you feel blessed. I hope you feel loved. I hope you feel accepted. I hope you feel understood this week. Um, and as always, I love you, baby. Have a wonderful week. Mwah. Mwah. Mwah.